Hey team, and welcome back to Today I'm Growing. I'm really excited for this podcast episode today because many of you girls, many of you texted me, especially on Instagram, that there are many of you struggling with different eating habits, especially overeating, binge eating. It's something I've experienced myself as well. I thought I'm going to get an expert in here. <laughs> I'm going to bring Jennifer in here. We already recorded a few episodes. You should definitely check them out. Super interesting. Jennifer helped me to write my nutrition guide where we also wrote things about dieting, binge eating, mindless snacking, overeating, for example. And today we want to talk about it. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. So yeah, I'm Jen. I'm a nutritionist with a background in psychology. And this is my jam. We're going to get into emotional eating, dieting, restricting, and like why is it sometimes at the end of the night you've just polished off a bag of chips? We're going to get into that. What's going on? And of course, the guilt and shame and spiraling that I think a lot of us have experienced. So yeah, what, for example, were some of those DMs that you've been getting? Actually, when I told you about them, you had been like, okay, we have to record another yeah. episode, even though we already have done two. But yeah, it's also one of your main topics to talk about. And it really, really affects many, many girls. Mm -hmm. And there is one specific DM that I got recently and I feel like it came more often than just one or two times. And it's kind of like the scenario of, hey, Anna, yesterday night there had been this stressed moment or I had been in a sad mood and all I wanted was to eat. So I started to eat and I couldn't stop. And I was eating and eating and eating. I couldn't stop. And this morning I woke up and I feel absolutely terrible. I feel so guilty. Mm -hmm. What can I do? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so many of us have experienced this for sure. So there's a lot of things that we can do and there is a way out of this cycle for sure. And the first way is by looking at why is this happening in the first place? Like if you're noticing that you are snacking a lot at night or binging, um, what is going on during your day that is leading to that? So one of the biggest reasons is restriction. If you are maybe super focused on just like, I have to eat perfectly healthy or whatever, this many calories or only these types of super healthy foods, um, that's a lot of stress, right? That's a lot of pressure to feel like you have to eat a certain way. And it takes a lot of effort. So by the end of the day, you're tired, your brain's needing a break, your body's needing energy. And maybe by then, you know, after all these decisions, everything going on during the day, your body's just like, oh, I'm kind of done, right? So it's like this moment where you feel like you maybe, you know, give in and then you maybe go a little overboard eating and you're just eating to eat, not necessarily because it's what your body wants, but because mentally you've felt so restricted throughout the day um, without realizing it maybe, that by the end of the night, you're like, okay, I have to make up for all of that. So, you know, sometimes we eat too healthy or maybe we do too much fasting and our bodies might really actually be needing food. So by the end of the day, when you're like tired and you don't have the energy to say no, you can easily go overboard. This is super common. So... The problem is that it comes with that, the guilt and the shame. So first of all, this is where self-compassion really, really, really 
comes into play. And it's hard to do in the beginning because it feels like super cheesy and awkward. Um, But talking to yourself and saying, you know what? I'm human, of course, I'm going to want to food, and of course, I'm going to sometimes overeat. Like, newsflash, we are all going to overeat at some point in the future. Maybe it's today, maybe it's tomorrow, maybe it's the next day, and that's okay. So recovery starts with knowing that you're not going to eat perfectly, but that you can be okay with that. That's the first step. But there is a difference when it comes to overeating, right? Because let's say yesterday night, I was eating like a lot because I was just so hungry at night. Mm-hmm. We we walked around the whole day, so I was hungry. And yeah. I had a lot of food and I could feel, okay, today I had a little bit, like mm-hmm. I had a lot. But it was this feeling of, okay, like I had a little bit of too much food. But I remember those times when I had this feeling, but I kept going. Yeah, And that's a pain that I kind of, you can't even get out of your couch like mm-hmm. you it's so painful and you just eat and eat and eat and you forget about that mm-hmm. and it's just painful so there's a difference between yeah it's okay to overeat but then there is this other overeating which is really dangerous and right scary. and that's when it comes into binge eating so that's also mm-hmm. a whole other thing so if you are binge eating basically that means usually it's about within the span of two hours that you are consuming a lot of calories more that you normally would maybe even during the day. And if you are binge eating, it's basically a sign that you are restricting yourself in one way or another. And you know what? It doesn't even necessarily have to be about food. Like one of the biggest ones is about food because you feel like I can't eat this. I can't eat that. I have to eat this. I have to eat that. That's so much pressure, so much stress. So of course, one day you're going to snap. Of course, you're human. You're going to be like, oh, no, I just I need that chocolate bar. I need it. That's natural. That's going to happen. And it's going to happen more the more you tell yourself you can't have it. So binge eating is basically realizing that maybe you are being too restricted with yourself, with food or even other parts of your life. You know, maybe you're not super happy with like your work, school, relationships, and maybe you're also feeling like you're lacking some energy in another way in your life, you know? So you might be using food to make up for that. So that's another big thing. Like, okay, if you're feeling comfortable with how you eat, what else is going on in your life that you need to give energy to? And that could mean something like, you know what, I've been feeling socially isolated or like not creative with work. It's super boring. So do something nice for yourself. Maybe sign up for a fun dance class, pottery, art, whatever is your jam, um, and find ways to nourish your soul. So that's super important. We forget about like we are not robots. We can't go through the day eating perfectly and expect ourselves to do everything perfectly. And if we do, that's how we can easily snap. You know, like a great analogy is like you've got a rubber band, right? And imagine you're like pulling, 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 and it gets tighter and tighter and tighter. And then something's going to happen where, boom, it snaps, and then you go overboard. And that's kind of like with binge eating. Um, It can just be you're pushing yourself too hard. And it could be for other variety of reasons, but that's that's it, basically. So you work a lot with one-on-one clients, and I can imagine many girls come to you because they struggle with binge eating. Do you also realize that? It always happens in like being alone. So you binge when you're alone. Yeah, that's a big one. And the reason why, right, is because we feel ashamed. Yeah. We feel like ashamed to eat around other people. Or maybe it's that now it's gotten so you know complex that when we are around other people, we don't even feel safe eating, right? That's for a lot of people as well. Like maybe you're at a big family dinner 
and you're just so focused on like your plate or trying to eat at the same pace of, as everyone else and you can't relax around food. So I think that's basically like the biggest point is there's this obsession with food and you can't relax and you don't feel safe around it. And that's when you really have to start seeing like what's going on with my relationship with food, with my body, my self-image or other parts of my life. And what are some ways that I can start slowly, gently being kinder to myself. Like studies really show that the more compassionate you are with yourself, the better off your mental health and your ability to grow and move on from hardships. So this is where developing self-compassion skills is so important, right? Because you're going to be in this guilt and shame cycle, like I eat too much. And here's a great moment where instead of going from like zero to 100 with like fake positivity maybe, because sometimes, you know, you can't, if you're looking in the mirror for years, for example, telling yourself like, oh, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this. Going and looking in the mirror one day and saying, I love my body. Maybe you don't feel that to be true, right? That might be really hard and you can get there and it can feel true. But a really nice way to start is going with neutralizing emotions and neutralizing negative self-talk rather than going positive. So instead of going from negative to positive, you can try, if that's too hard, just going to neutral. So it could be anything. It could be like, all right, you know what? I ate a lot last night, but you know what? I was really stressed. So of course, my human body is going to want an energy release. Like, of course, I'm going to want to have taken, you know, like some time to just feed myself or like whatever this happened with work. It's human. I'm only human. So we can go with a little more of a neutral tone. And that's one way that can be really helpful to start is just self-talk, catch those negative thoughts and think about turning it more neutral and being trying to be a little more accepting that you can't be perfect. It's impossible. You're never going to eat healthy. You will overeat again in the future. And you have to really start helping yourself to be okay with that, which of course takes a long time. It's not easy. It's not easy. It takes it takes a while. But with everything in life, you have to really give yourself time and move on a tiny little bit every single day. Exactly. That's the key. Exactly. So the self-compassion, the letting yourself know that, you know what, I'm human, I'm doing my best, I'm working on this, I'm working on growing, I'm talking to people, I'm reaching out for help. Like these are just those little, little things that can slowly start to shift it. And then like we were saying as well before, like really looking at how much are you restricting yourself? How much pressure are you putting on yourself, right? Like, do you feel this like obsession with having to be super fit or super healthy? Like, I'm sure maybe you get a lot of messages as well about that, about feeling like almost like no control over food and that you have to be super controlled. <laughs> like, the, yeah. there's this huge thing, right? Like, do you see a lot of that as well? Oh, definitely. And I do realize that it's also hard to give advice on that. And it's it always comes down to yourself. Yeah. Also advice for myself, like, or for everyone. One person can maybe eat, I don't know, like, can or should restrict a little bit more than the other or should eat more than the other yeah. or should eat less than the other. For every single one, something different works. Mm -hmm. Or it's the same with stress. Some people can put more stress on their bodies. Mm -hmm than others but it's all it's not more positive or stronger or better than the other it's mm -hmm. all neutral exactly. it's like the way it is and you really have to figure out what works for you exactly 
And that's just going to come with trial and error. Like, yeah. there's no easy way. Like, yeah. you know, for the person who wakes up feeling uncomfortable and you're starting to go through this cycle of like, ugh, I messed up. Why did I do this? It's okay. I see how I'm talking to myself. Um, what's going on here? Like, how can I let myself, you know, how can I forgive myself? How can I let myself just be human? How can I start healing from this idea that I'm not allowed to eat or I'm not allowed to snack at night because you know what maybe you are maybe it's okay like we have all these ideas right especially Mm -hmm. on social media everywhere of like you should eat like this this is what you should have in a day start eating at this time stop and eat at this time it's so much pressure everybody is different we need to eat different foods, different times, different amounts. And again, like with your cycle, it's going to change every single day. Mm. And what works for you one month may not work for you the next month. Like we just have to start learning how to be more flexible. And I think that's something that's not really allowed in the health world often, right? Like a lot of people are super rigid in this health world of like, you have to do this, you have to eat this exact certain way. If you go over a hundred calories, you got to go burn it off. Oh my gosh, the stress. And that's what leads to a lot of disordered eating habits, just too much pressure. We got to let ourselves be a little more flexible. I want to bring awareness to one thing. And I wonder if you have ever experienced that or heard about that with your clients as well. When we think of binge eating, we often think of, okay, we had a bag of chips, we had Mm -hmm. chocolate, we had all these unhealthy foods. But I do notice also from my DMs and from my past experience, you can also binge eat with healthy foods. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You can go through a, you can go through like a jar of cashew butter in no time. Like, you know, there's lots of ways that we can do it, but... It's just, again, it's a sign that you are being too restrictive and you are not nourishing either your body or your soul, right? Like there's a lot of things that could be making you feel this need to have comfort. Mm. And so right now, okay, food is your comfort. That's fine. Totally normal. Totally human. And you can start thinking about other ways that give you comfort and letting those binges help you reflect on what am I lacking right now? What is not working for me? And what are some ways that I can help fill that maybe emptiness for what I really need? So maybe that's a connection. Maybe that's like wanting to have, you know, a better relationship with your friends, your family. It's really a moment to think about what is it that I'm missing and that I'm trying to help myself with, right? And accepting that it's okay, you're going to food. That's okay. Like, let yourself be human. I think that's super important. Be forgiving. Let yourself not be perfect. That's always number one. What if little Anna would call you? Yeah. (laughs) Call you on a Monday morning and she would be like, hey, this happened on Sunday evening. So I was eating so much. Yeah. She's calling you. What would we tell her? She's feeling guilty. She's feeling really bad. Yeah. What would be the first thing she should do right now? I think one of the first things she could do is tell herself it's okay, which might be really hard and sound really cheesy and corny, but say, hey, you know what, Anna? You're human. It's okay. First of all, it's okay. And second of all, if I, if I ate more, then maybe my body needed it. Or maybe there was just a lot going on. Or maybe I didn't nourish myself as well as I needed to throughout the day. So I got hungrier at night. So how could I nourish myself better? 
today, right? Because that's the trick. A lot of us think, oh my God, I ate a lot last night. I'm going to skip breakfast, skip lunch, and just have a healthy dinner. I just wanted to jump on that. Yes. Little is... Anna did not eat breakfast yeah. on this day. Did not eat lunch on this day. No, you think, <laughs> I ate bad yesterday, so I got to eat really good today. I don't know how many times like we've all said that, heard that, but that is going to continue your cycle. No, you ate a lot last night. That's fine. Continue on today as you would any other healthy day, healthy-ish, whatever that means for you, and keep going. Have your breakfast, have your lunch, um, nourish your body. No matter what you eat the next day, every day, every meal, every moment is just a nice opportunity for you to nourish yourself and take care of yourself. So no more restriction, letting go of that crazy restriction and changing how you eat the next day because of how you ate the previous day. That is only continuing the cycle. Yeah, that has been the biggest to me the next day. And I think so many people and girls can relate. Yeah. Not even girls. We talked about this. Yeah. It's also affecting men. For sure. Eating disorders are on the rise a lot. And it's not just women. It can be men as well. And it is super important for men to know because, you know, we also need for us to be able to communicate. Like your partner needs to know what you're struggling with so that they can be better able to help you in that situation. Like... You know, if you're hiding all these things you're going through from your partner, family, friends, that can also create more stress because you feel like you don't have anyone to confide in. So being able to talk about it openly with men, with family, with friends, this can help release a bit of that tension of holding it all in and feeling like everything's on your shoulders and you're alone. You're not alone. It's happening to men. It's happening to women. And it's going to probably continue to happen until this more people speak openly about how we don't need to be so rigid because going too rigid really affects our mental health and can lead to these types of issues so yeah it's it's something for everyone to talk about and be aware of men shouldn't think not at all that like oh I'm a guy so there's no way I have an eating disorder Mm, not necessarily there's also no age group right Right. so it's really between all ages because I was thinking it's more younger people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you see that? So it can start when you're super young, for sure. And it can be more popular with younger girls. But there, it can go through life. Like really, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, it can stay with you. It really can. So that's why it's so important to be aware and to start taking steps towards helping yourself out, talking to someone and not feeling so alone and isolated in it. Like just that, just talking to someone can really help, I think, but it can affect anyone. We can't think that it's just young girls for sure. I just quickly want to ask because it is a little bit more popular with young girls and I wonder, thinking of my mom right now, Mm -hmm. because I feel like I try to talk to her and I feel like I try to open up a tiny bit about this, Mm -hmm. but I think she had no idea what to do. So thinking of younger girls or even younger boys, like young people, what is an advice for parents to do? Mm, Yeah, so I think for parents, a great thing you can do is, first of all, just listen without judgment and offer empathy. You know, saying things like, oh, I'm so sorry you're struggling, or maybe I had no idea. I'm here to help you. Let's figure this out together. So just helping them not to feel alone and like they have a support system is huge because like we were mentioning, like your emotional connections, your social connections really affect your mental health. The more stronger they are, the better chances you have basically of feeling 
better able to handle whatever is going on. So it's, let's think of how we can handle this together. I want you to confide in me. Maybe let's do a little research. Let's, next time you're feeling guilty, you know what, talk about it. Tell me about it. Let's, let's talk it out. Let's see if we can figure a way. Maybe we can go for a walk outside. We can let it go. And that can be super helpful, right? Like just letting it out, talking to someone. And they can also maybe help you see that it, you don't have to stay in your own head with it. You you can have someone to talk to and help is possible. It just takes that courage really to talk to someone. And okay, maybe if you, for the people out there who open up and don't get a great response, that can happen and that's okay. Um, then you can try confiding maybe in someone else or a professional if you don't feel like you have that support around you. There's also like free online support groups. There's a community, right? Like there's a ton of girls out there who are happy to support each other as well. So I think letting it be open, letting yourself talk about it and saying, hey, I'm going to be here with you during all of this. Talk to me whenever you're stressed. That is a great way to start. I want everyone here to really, really let that digest because there's always someone to talk to yeah. and not just for eating disorder problems, binge eating, overeating, could be with anything. Mm -hmm. There's always someone you can talk to and who is there for you. You should never feel lonely. That is so important to me yeah. to just mention here because I feel like so many girls, especially now we had this in the other episode in this online world, mm -hmm. loneliness is one of the biggest things. So you have your problems, you feel lonely. It's all this this toxic cycle, but yeah. there is a way out and everyone deserves to feel loved and to feel not alone. Exactly. It's just, it might take a bit of trial and error, like finding your group, finding that person you can talk to, right? Like, I think we've all heard stories of like, oh, I tried this therapist or I tried this doctor. It didn't work. That doesn't mean that you have to give up and that no one's going to be able, you know, to, you're not going to be able to have a good connection or get that support. It just means maybe you got to try three or four rather than one. It's really finding someone you're comfortable with and knowing it's a process. It might take some time and that like communities if you're online a lot great then join those online supportive communities where you can start to talk about it with others and you know what that might actually be nice for some people who aren't ready for like one-to-one -one. that might be nice to talk to a stranger because then it's like well this is a good first step nobody has to know what I'm struggling with I'm not ready for people to know so maybe a internet stranger who has been there and who can be helpful that might be a nice way to start too so important to mention this. Yeah. Remember, like, in like I grew up in this village and your teacher definitely has no idea what to or mm -hmm. how to deal with it and how to help you. Your parents might feel insecure about this topic and they also can't help. Maybe your friends don't really understand. Everyone mm -hmm. is in this cool face as a teenager. But yeah, finding someone online. Mm -hmm. So let's use the online world for something useful and yeah. really helpful. Exactly. That's amazing. So many communities, even like online support groups of, with like a professional therapist that will, you know, kind of manage it. So even if you can't afford, um, you know, something else that's more one-on-one, -on -one, then there's still always other options. So don't give up. There is a way. Just take some trial and error to find what works for you. It takes you to be brave. Yes, lots of courage. <laughs> like we have to give it up to all these girls who are listening, who are feeling like, oh, you know what? I kind of maybe resonate with this. And that supporting them to kind of take action, to message, to get that support, wh whatever means that is through. But yeah, it takes courage, but 
you can do it. You can do it. This is you your can sign. Definitely do it. This is your sign. Reach out and keep reaching out. Right? Don't stop. Keep reaching out. This isn't like a one-time thing. I love that. And that's with everything. If you feel like you want to change something, take action. Yeah. You really have to do it yourself. Nobody's going to do it for you. I know. It's so rough to hear. It is, it is rough to hear. But at the same time, you then do it and change it. And it feels pretty good. It's empowering as hell, yeah. right? Like, think about it. If you've been holding this thing in, secret, tension, whatever it is, the moment you tell someone, oh my gosh, you are going to feel so liberated. It is empowering as hell to like take a stand and say, I'm going to do something to take care of myself. That's amazing. Congratulations. Wonderful feeling. Go for it. What an empowering end. Absolutely love it. Yeah. <laughs> Jennifer, thank you so much. We said at the beginning, oh my God, this is going to be a quick and short one episode, <laughs> but definitely not because so many important things yeah. that we had to, to go for. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm 100% sure many, many girls, maybe also boys listen to this mm -hmm. and they feel... Either they have to change something now, they want to take action. I really hope so. Yeah. <laughs> or they feel like they have learned something. So thanks to each and everyone mm -hmm. listening to this. I really, really appreciate every listener here. Thank you so much. Jennifer, for everyone not listening to the other episodes with you, where can they find you? Yeah. So if anyone wants to, you know, dive into this topic a little bit deeper, I have my free guide for helping out with emotional eating and tips on my website, mindfulfoodtherapy.com. And you can also follow along on Instagram, mindfulfoodtherapy, where we really go over like tips and really helping people to just do this, feel a little more acceptance develop a little more self-compassion and take a breather and find ways to keep growing <laughs> keep growing yeah. <laughs> growing keep going you got this <laughs> thank you so much jennifer thank you so much team for being here i really really appreciate you i love you as you know and i really hope you got a lot out of this podcast thank you so much and see you soon bye